Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. I'm one of the many Matts. And this is Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things now and, and in the time your body. of traveling pants. Yes. Um, I'm really excited for this because I love this project. Um, Kevin, thank you for coming on the pod and telling us about uh, material, which um, clearly related to the pants that have been already brought up. Um, do you want to tell us, yes. do, what's the shortest, what's the short little, what the hell are we talking about? What are you into? Why are we here? Uh, the short one is tough. Um, okay, the long one. We've got Yeah, give hour. us a long one. We got some time. <laughs> Go for it. I was I was thinking about this recently because I like applied for a grant to something and it's like classic tech world asking for like your one liner or your elevator pitch or whatever and I'm like yeah I'm still not there yet like yeah. I've been thinking about this thing for months and months now like pretty much nonstop and I still have a lot of co- dr- trouble condensing it down to just like a single sentence or something like that so I think it's I mean the absolute shortest is that it's like a collaborative fashion nft experimental art project Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. and the canvas is a pair of jeans and the artist is people who i come across in my life who make an impact on me beyond that i think it makes most sense to back up and just walk through the narrative of it if that's where you guys would like me to start yeah yeah definitely yeah take us through it sure yeah Let's unpack or perhaps or unbutton. Unzip. Yeah. <laughs> unzip Mainly the unzipping. details here. <laughs> I mean, I guess for just a little further context, like I, up until recently, like had not been involved in art or mm-hmm. anything like that, really. Coming out of college, uh, I was a philosophy and psych major. And so I was non-technical, but decided that I wanted to start a company, specifically a well-being and mental health company. Uh, It was called Mm -hmm. Enlighten. It was a daily personal trainer for well-being and mental health. Um, Through that experience, like I did that solo for three and a half years, something like that, and um, kind of forced my hand to become technical because I was building a mobile app and things like that. So I learned to code um, and kind of learned to wear many different hats which rhymes with many different maths um, <laughs> and related the to the hats. single Sorry. pair of pants <laughs> yeah. couldn't resist um, yeah <laughs> but so I, I got involved in like design for that as well i mm-hmm. designed like the ui ux of it and whatnot um and that was like kind of my first modern day experience or like adult life experience uh interacting with art from like the perspective of being the creator um Mm, fast forward a few years i like wound that down because i realized in order for it to take off i was going to need to do like a complete rebuild if i really wanted to reach like the billion dollar ambitions that many of us in who have been involved in tech and startups have um Mm -hmm. i saw that it needed a restart and this was like mid pandemic like late 2020 and i just didn't have it in me to like restart all by myself um, yeah, especially because I lacked any connections within the tech world at that mm. point in time. Anyways, fast forward a little bit. I spend much of 2021 just doing like freelance writing for tech companies. At some point around like May of last year, when things started to kind of open back up again, like I feel like Memorial Day weekend of 2021 was like a big like coming out party for America mm-hmm. to like literally let yeah. loose yeah. a little bit. Parties it was like all of a sudden like everything was happening all at yeah. once. 
Um, Everyone collectively agreed that like, okay, yeah, today's the day. <laughs> yeah. Kind of weird. Dropped from like 1,000 daily deaths to 999 and like we're we're ready to party again. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the threshold round round. go yeah that was yeah that was the number uh, Ouch. triple to quadruple digits this but, is good commentary so, on society but <laughs> <laughs> unintentionally i have right. no axe to grind but no 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 um, totally <laughs> but yeah so things like open up and the world is anew. Yeah, thing. There was something in the air, and I uh, really wanted a pair of jeans mm. to walk with me back out into this new world. Oh, uh, I didn't have like a good pair of jeans. Right. I'm not sure if I ever brought you through this whole backstory. No, I didn't know about this. But this makes previously. a ton of sense. It's like you don't need jeans in in your house all the time. You know, it's like it's not. Yeah, kind of, I'm just kind wearing of like clothing. joggers or my. Yeah, boxers. you don't want to wear jeans just like lounging. No. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. I'm in yeah. either like my boxers or pajamas, like totally eighty percent of the time. I'm not going to stand up for you guys and show you what I'm wearing right now. That's um, totally. <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> We're not going to force you. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, I didn't have a good pair of jeans, and I'm like tall and lanky, and have like disproportionately long legs, and so it's tough to find jeans in a size that I like. Totally, um, totally. And then also in like the cut that I wanted and the wash that I wanted. So mm-hmm. I decided I would put together my own, not literally like cutting and sewing them because I do not have that technical capacity. But I went and thrifted a pair from the Value Village by my parents' house, which is where I grew up, uh, buying my clothes. Six dollars pair of Gap jeans. They're indigo blue, super baggy, but they had the right waist and that was what I needed because I figured amendments could be made to the cut and whatnot, but the waist is kind of hard to fix and it doesn't preserve the look of the jeans when you tailor a waist. Cool. Anyways, that's news to me, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you can like slim the legs down some through tailoring and they'll look like pretty much the same, but when okay, you're like cool. trying to tighten up the waist, it totally all get, the like, other fabrics fold it gets and dicey, stuff. Yeah. yeah. This makes a yeah. lot of sense. Okay, sick. At yeah. least from my limited knowledge of the garment space, I'm not like an expert, sure. but I did a bit of a deep dive last year when I was doing No, stuff. totally. I imagine. So anyways, yeah, I went and like bleach dyed them to get them to the wash that I like and mm-hmm. uh, measured out like the cut that I wanted and had them tailored. And this all was coinciding with a thread that had been on my mind about what fashion is and what fashion can be pertaining to how the clothing that we wear is an expression of our identities. Usually what we wear is only representative of those identities in like a very narrow way. Like this purple shirt that I'm wearing, like I do feel expresses like me and a little bit like I love this shade of purple. I think it's really vibrant. And then it's also just like simple and doesn't show like a big brand logo which are kind of like two principles also parts of your identity yeah right 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 yeah. tend to be parts of my identity yeah. but it's not like a super vibrant identity expression right and right. most importantly like it doesn't get at the things that are like really core to my identity like the color purple like love it but it's not that central to my identity totally whereas people and experiences are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that's at the end of the day the things that that we're really made of So I was like riffing on ways to make this express through clothing. And I came upon this idea where I would start drawing like little art pieces on these jeans that I'd made with fabric Mm -hmm. pens, which fade much more gradually than do normal markers. And so I like placed a few doodles on them and such. And then whenever I'd wear them out, 
people with whom I connected in a certain way or who left an impact on me, whether that be we have a meaningful conversation together or share like a really memorable experience. I might then in that moment, I bring the pens with me. I may invite them to add their own piece to the genes. Um, Mm -hmm. So that, that person, that connection, that memory are represented on this canvas. And so it becomes a tapestry of the people and places that have shaped me into who I am. So that's how like the genes came to be in their first iteration. This was like completely divorced from an NFT project or anything right. like that. Um, it was just like a fashion thing and like a social experiment of sorts. Totally. And at first I was kind of like, when I started working on this as an NFT project, I was like sort of insecure about that. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, like the provenance is non NFT. Like, mm. I, I don't know if like the crypto community would be like, oh, it's not like, authentically crypto or something like that then i came to feel well as i unravel this it'll make more sense but like it originating in something in the real world and then me finding like i wasn't looking for a way to bring crypto into it it just occurred to me that like this project could be made way cooler by incorporating nfts and that organic evolution that that felt like what's what's truly authentic about it so fast forward a few months and I had been wearing them a little bit and a few pieces get added here and there. And uh, when people see them, they tend to like be complimentary of them. And we have like interesting conversations and whatnot. At the same time, I'm starting to do more work in the NFT space, relative newbie to this world. And one day, like the idea just kind of struck me like a lightning bolt that all these people who were contributing to this canvas were adding value to it. And yet beyond that initial interaction, none of them had a way to capture that value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it occurred to me that NFTs could be a means of distributing that value to these people where we take these real life experiences. um, And this gets into why the project is called material in part. uh, Mm. But we take these immaterial experiences shared between us, these connections, these memories, and we manifest them on this material canvas. And then by creating NFTs to represent each of those, we then take that material that's located in this central physical material world, which can't be distributed among these people, mm-hmm. and redistributes them immaterially via the blockchain so that everyone can then, who has been a part of this experience, participate in it again. So now the concept is that when people add their pieces to these genes, I give them an NFT the details of which I can explain in a little bit, but they hold this NFT. And then eventually the series of NFTs that represent like this canvas at various points in time are alongside uh, the genes themselves are going to go up for auction together. And then the proceeds of that auction will be distributed between myself and all the contributing artists. So that like in a real way, they're capturing this value that they've helped create by contributing to this collaborative canvas totally yeah so that's that's what it evolved into um and that was kind of like back in december that that idea struck me and then it had been marinating for a little while and then a few months back uh february i decided like this is something i want to go all in on and so i've been been grinding on it since then and just just announced last thursday and jonathan hit me up on twitter so thanks for having me yeah I absolutely love the, um, you know, the the making tangible, the ephemeral, uh, whether that's through an NFT or in your case, also the physicality of the genes. Love that shit. 
um, it's one of the properties of like the NFT in my hand that I most like think about these days is like um, in a Newtonian fluid way, like you sort of smack reality and create this tangible object out of that <laughs> moment. It like becomes yeah. physical in that moment exactly and then returns to the complex like nothingness that it is or yeah, Newtonian fluids, wild shit. I like that property <laughs> a lot. And you can totally see it at play with the genes, um, both with the physicality of that meeting, which is which is quite a fun property, and then also by capturing that into an NFT, giving that to the artist or distributing it somehow, and like giving that mm-hmm. physical, well, tangible form, not physical, immaterial, tangible form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then doing the thing, and then and then adding on top of that, even the thing that sort of you know, the value capture side of NFTs and blockchain uh, 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 of, you know, this is a giant art project and we can actually, right. uh, it's tr- rather trivial, you know, in, in the, in the purview of, of, of the blockchain technology too. Right. All of this provenance is, is just like there. It's you know? there. It's easy. That's, that's like the easy part because of yeah, that's like built in. It's because, like, even though the genes act as, like, a steady state of all of those tangible events that have occurred, the genes themselves are a steady state. They don't track time in such an explicit way. They track time in a much more loose way around, like, oh, the wearing of the genes or how faded this one piece of art is. Mm. It's kind of neat to see, like, a very literal, because it's a blockchain and time is its, like, core mechanic. You know, you mint those NFTs in order and now you have that timeline like naturally recorded as part of the the medium that it's in so that's quite interesting this is why i love chatting with you about it because you've got these these interesting ways of, of framing the dynamics at play here that... i love abstract art bullshit it's great <laughs> i also do i also like do think you know i was gonna say when you said you felt um whatever sheepish or or mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah but i, I totally mm-hmm. subscribe to what you eventually came to which is like I think there's something very special about a project that, and I may be biased because that's my project too, Song a Day, but like, yeah, you know, but 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 a project that that exists outside of NFTs, and then you know finds a really, it it's makes finds perfect its form. sense. Yeah, finds yeah. its form exactly. It's like yeah. People, you know, uh, Web3 critics are always saying, like, what problem are you solving? What problem does this solve? It doesn't solve any problems. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's like, no, here's a problem. You know, you could do this in a centralized way, but there'd be a lot of infrastructure you'd have to build. There'd be a lot of Mm. things you'd have to do. There'd be a lot of things you'd have to maintain. Mm. Yeah. In this and way, no one ever has. Yeah. And no one has, like, by the way. Like, like why has <laughs> if, if you can do it, like why why hasn't someone done it? With so many of these 100%. things with crypto, it's like it's that removal of friction. Yes, yeah. exactly. So anyway, well so there's a problem that we solve. You know, like <laughs> so, so here's a here's a problem. You know, you the might problem not was think that it didn't exist. Yeah. You you might not think that putting pants on the blockchain is a is a problem worth solving, but in <laughs> fact, <laughs> Right. Definitely no, but it definitely is like this kind no, of totally. weird art thing is like is what we live for here on digital. Yeah, Twitter. like I, mean, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, so it actually like it reminds me of a little bit um, of your guys' project with uh, I think it's Evan from Disco. Mm. Um, yes, in the way she talked about like having a digital backpack and and mm. like being able to carry your life with you in mm-hmm. that sense. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. This is this is a very literal. This is a way of like taking part of your identity mm-hmm. with you and like being able to display it digitally and for me also like 
in the physical world, like yep. a meaningful constellation of my identity represented on this. Yes, piece constellation in. is a great word for that. I was thinking of that as you opened up and you were talking about like expression of identity. I was like, yeah, cool. A purple shirt is both vague, but also if you choose something specific, it's such a narrow form of specificity. I feel like my identity, if you were to like somehow capture it, it wouldn't be a set of generalized statements. It would be a constellation of hyper-specific yes. statements. Mm -hmm. um, and I mm -hmm. like that about the genes is this patchwork of, well, I guess in some cases, perhaps literally patches, but yeah. like this patchwork of hyper-specific expressions, uh, the constellation, that feels really, really good. In the same way that, you know, NFTs are a hyper-specific expression, um, let alone like what NFT I have in my wallet, like which attributes it has, like tells you a lot about me. And it's that superset of hyper-specific information that like gives you a good idea of who I am. Yeah, that's a that's a really cool like distinction. And thank you for the word constellation for that. <laughs> yeah, that one that one came to me recently and I used it in the write-up that I did on this. And I think it really captures nice. like the the kind of framing of what identity is that like I'm trying to express through this project. Jonathan, you look like you had something. Well, and so it. I was going to get to when you, I love the form that it takes in the NFT form of it, which if I understand correctly is essentially each time there's a new star in the constellation added to the genes, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you take a picture of it and that's what's minted is this the genes in its new, its new form, its new state. And that's what gets delivered to the... Yeah, you're thinking up the right alley. I haven't publicly unveiled the NFTs okay. themselves yet. That's going to come at a later date. But yeah, you're absolutely right in that style, like where I'm capturing the piece at each moment in time. And so like each each individual canvas is this one of one uh, that serves as like a time capsule of sorts that represents like that memory that we had together. Is there going to be a written component to like give context to the Ooh, experience yes. or or is the experience going to be private between? I desire context. Context for the material. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Yes, that is that is something I've been thinking on a lot recently. Um, and because I think the storytelling, mm -hmm. I mean, like, mm -hmm. is absolutely mm -hmm. crucial to this. Like, what is it but a story? Yeah, the, the thinking as of now is I'm going to do some sort of written piece for each uh, each art piece that gets mm -hmm. added. And that works for me because like, I'm a writer, but I haven't decided right. like what's the exact form, what the voice behind those is going to be, what form they're going to take. Totally. Like, yeah. What level of abstraction be they'll poems. be like, could it be some kind of yeah. abstract prose? Could wow. it be a letter written That's to the person fun. that I, that yeah. I haven't settled on yet. You could even like get as wild as like using one of those image to text, uh, AI things <laughs> and like take a photo of you and the person and then like translate it to text and call that context. Like mm. that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could totally it's get weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's experimental. And um, I was just going to say, you could totally flip flop every iteration, you know, like just play with it, you know, whatever strikes. Oh yeah. Strikes sometimes you. it's a poem. Sometimes yeah. it's yeah. a letter. Sometimes it's right. a short story. Mm -hmm. sometimes or it could it's be a song. song. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. A song. Uh, like Jonathan. The, the text. Well, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the text. We meet up and you make a song. Wait, yeah. About now you're collabing with the piece. people in like multiple layers. We co write a song. My first that's song. That's really quite fun. Yeah, no, that's hard I'll to have to come up to Hartford. But... 
<laughs> I guess orchestrate literally in the case of the song, but sorry. <laughs> the words, if there are, is there is text, the text could yeah. live, Matt, the text could live on chain, right? 100%. We call that a description property. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we thought cool. about that in 2018. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We didn't think about a lot of things, but we thought about text. We thought about text, yeah. Speaking of orchestration, though, and this is the thread that I was trying to hold on to, um, I left out a whole dynamic to the project that, mm-hmm. Matt, I've mentioned to you before, but I don't know, we haven't talked in a little while. And Jonathan, I'm not sure if you've ever heard this bit. But so as these contributors all become like real owners of the project in a meaningful sense, that they capture value. Ownership is about more than just value capture. There's also an element of ownership that involves control. To own something is to be able to exercise control over it. So the other central dynamic at play here is that all of these contributors who add their pieces um, and get these NFTs, then on receipt of their NFTs become Mm -hmm, members mm -hmm. of a DAO for the project. And the DAO gets to govern sick real decisions in my life, like where I go, who I meet up with, uh, <laughs> what sorts of crazy things I do in the genes, right. such that they're indirectly orchestrating this canvas from afar via their boat. Yes. So I call it IRL RPG, and they're playing me as like a real life video game character. And so they get to like continue shaping uh, the canvas. So there's some prior art in this, right? There's what's the guy who sold stocks in himself? Do, do you know who I'm talking about? The Alex token. Yeah. Yes. yeah uh, Alex. Yeah. The Alex token is probably what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Like the social token thing. Yep. He did it like he, he did that. Yeah. He did that a few years ago. Um, and that like was definitely on my radar. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was a direct totally. inspiration for it but mm-hmm. who knows how did the Alex subconscious any... works like it could have been at play there but yeah he was like Feedback an early one who did this where people voted on things i thought it was uh, just a core social token it was he did like a couple and then dropped it it was like it was cool what he did mm-hmm. and, and pioneering but like right. from yeah from like the actual control of the character it was like fairly limited i'm curious about yeah what kind of stuff are you thinking about for this um this like interaction rpg because um, one thing I've found is I was thinking about this for Matt and NFT holders, and it's like kind of hard to find m- moments in my life where I'd like a bunch of strangers, or in my case, semi-strangers on the internet to vote on what I do. Yeah. Um, where it's like, yeah. I, tr- I like literally 50, 50, I don't care. Like those are actually really rare situations for me. Um, yeah. What are you thinking about? Yeah. Part of it is I'm willing to find moments yeah. for the sake of the art where I'm not really willing to let strangers on the internet. Sort of put put yourself like it like aim, to make myself uncomfortable. Aim yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and it's also like a commentary on a continued commentary on the constellational nature mm. of our identities and our decision making processes. Like mm. because at, at at first glance, like obviously there's like a mind here that is controlling me and whatnot, but what are the inputs that go into this mind? And like, like what, aren't I really just a collection of like causes and effects and people and events that are like pulling stream strings and amounting to, to my actions over time. Um, Yeah. And, and so the, just making like, explicit to what extent am I really in control? Yeah. Totally. And so I'm just bringing that to the fore and really like revealing that. There's, for what it is. So that's uh, the really guy sick. I was I like that. The guy I was thinking of his name is Mikey. Mikey 
Mikey. Oh, Mikey. Mike Merrill is his name. How have I not heard of this? And he sold, in 2017, he sold shares of himself. This is like a non-crypto version. Was it like... Mm. He sold He sold 11,000 shares to 805 investors. Yes. Okay. And they voted on they vote on things like should I get a vasectomy? Oh wow! Should I be yes, should I yes, eat yes, only yes. vegetarian? Should I do polyphasic okay. sleeping? Ooh. Should I should I grow mm-hmm. a mustache? That kind of thing. Okay, wow! Getting a vasectomy yeah. and yeah, leaving I've that up to the internet is wild. Um, That's intense. Mustache, yeah. but though, I love great the one. I love that. I, I mean, you know, I, I love the added addition of the pants because right. this has a this this personal side to it where these are not strangers mm-hmm. totally because by your definition they you've had a you've had a meaningful connection with them and there's also something about like i love the idea that like when <laughs> just um, for the story for the like the narrative of it like when we're voting on what you're doing, you're wearing the pants, and it's sort of like <laughs> it's sort of like it's not what we're voting on what you're gonna do, but like what the pants right, right, are right. gonna do. Totally, it's like, yes. It's like, it's like yeah, the, the pants are like I'm a puppet subject to the movement exactly. of the pants, which I yes. find you know, and even like there's a I I can see the visual of that, right? Pants. You can right. see that of like this guy being led around by these pants, like totally. That's very like I think I read a children's story with that as a primary concept <laughs> right, right. as a kid like this is a core memory for me is <laughs> yeah. like the pants yeah, yeah. yeah. so i wow. love it i think that's great. yeah and actually it feels very like in a mystical way like once you inscribe your art onto the pants you receive pro rata control ownership the over those pants and like oh dominion like you know you know yeah. 121st yeah. of their true name yeah and can vote on what they do like that's yes. really fun yeah and I like that you use the word mystical there because uh-huh. there is like mm-hmm. an element of that to this project, totally. Um, which maybe I can get into later, um, yeah. like a a more spiritual and and sacred type thing. But mm-hmm. to answer your actual question, Matt, as mm. to what I'm going to allow them to do, yes, um, forgot well, about that. So in part, like uh, as you pointed out, Jonathan, like these are people that I've like come to form a connection with, right. and I I trust that like they're going to do things that are in my best interest. Sure. Um, but my plan is to bring up proposals on all sorts of things. Um, I mean, travel is definitely like a big one because yeah. that's going to be like one of the the media through which new pieces are added to totally. this and such. Totally. Like whether I go to New York or LA next weekend, something totally. like that. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, like to your point and the the experiment in this that you ran with like dying your beard like fun things like that which just to still not died I'm, I'm rugging my yes my, i was about to comment yeah, on yes. this. I didn't want to give you yeah, shit, yeah. but yeah this, see, this is actually a this is a good case study we can talk about this in a moment but yeah 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 um and personal things like that like i don't know get my ears pierced or something like that or a tattoo mm-hmm. which definitely exists like on the fringes of my level of comfortability but that's kind of like what i'm looking to explore like Mm -hmm. i'm not going to allow anyone to like uh enact physical violence on me or anything like that but um and then so (laughs) i i just did my first one yesterday i don't know maybe if it's like some via some cool performance art piece where they're like right like i don't know like i just love the idea in public or yeah, something some like BDSM that. thing right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. know why that you could collab with spank chain um, oh yeah there you go <laughs> 
sick 20 yeah, where did I, I had heard about that for the first time recently yeah yeah I'm pretty behind. we were just talking about time. this um jonathan and i but yeah, yeah. um uh, that's, that's really um, but so okay, yesterday cool. i yeah. actually did like we did our first proposal oh wow sick what was and it this is so i i do a lot of like self-experiments um uh-huh. largely like like kind of health and wellness related stuff for example a recent one of mine was like microdosing shrooms and seeing how that went or right. uh turning out all of the lights in my apartment two hours before bed and living mm. by candlelight mm, prior yes. to sleeping to see if that would help with my insomniac tendencies. Totally. And it does. It's, it's incredibly helpful. Wow. Um, so I do a lot of experiments like that. And so uh, the one we did yesterday was just like uh, having them decide what my next one would be um, mm. between a 72 hour fast, uh, nice. no food versus a, 24-hour technology fast which Sick. someone commented on this so i, I posted i like, love the so idea of the blockchain deciding our for you to not use technology <laughs> sorry that's just really funny. yeah that's just really good <laughs> no i like that uh it's it'll I, i'm curious to hear what you guys think because i posted the poll on twitter as well just to see what what people would think and someone commented like the 72-hour fast sounds way harder to me they said what what would you guys think 24 hours no tech 72 hours no food what's harder i've done i've done 72 hours no food Mm -hmm. i've never done 24 hours no tech yeah likewise so (laughs) yeah so so i can say that like that it's hard you know and actually like the first 72 hours of no food is all is like is Is the the hardest hardest. yeah if you stop at three days you've done the hard part you've done the the hard part part. it's like yeah yeah, (laughs) if you if you go like two weeks or whatever doing one of those juice fasts like right at a certain point you're Mm -hmm. just your brain just turns off totally no it literally runs out of the chemical that says i'm hungry and you just go along with the rest of your day yeah is what i've heard i'm not an expert in this but how does one how does one technology fast or detox or whatever like um do you just turn your phone off your laptop off and then like go about life or is it more extreme where you're like trying to avoid like stripe payment terminals at the coffee shop um like <laughs> like how far do you have to go yeah i my plan was basically also just, like, reading and no, writing is like, technology none of the screen tech <laughs> Okay, screen. Okay, yes. Everything is technology. <laughs> Everything in our lives is technology. Maybe I would do that. Maybe I would just. Maybe right. I'd, like you have go to meditate for twenty four hours. That's the only thing you can do. Which I would love. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, here's the thing. My wife just pointed out to me. She was overhearing. She just pointed out we did a a five day meditation retreat where I didn't. Have oh, totally. Right. Yeah. So I actually oh, have done that. Um, yeah. And I also hear the cool. first few days of that are the hardest. They are, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you yeah. sort of you sort of zone into it. But I would say now that I realize I've experienced both, well, it's different, right? Because if if it's a like the meditation retreat, right? Like it's focused and there's like very intentional. So I, you know, I would be curious. Maybe that would be the way to do it, right? You say, do I do a seventy two hour fast? Or do I do like a meditation retreat somehow? That would almost mm. be yeah. a more fair, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, to yourself in any way. Like, because mm-hmm. 24 hours. But even then, I still feel like it's pretty equivalent. Um, yeah. And and what did they say? What I'm has due it, to do a meditation retreat. Yeah. So. There's I've, one right I've up near us. I've never done one and I'm like a zealous. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, where at? It's called Insight Meditation Society. It's like, I'm in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in Hartford. It's like an hour and a half north from here. My wife actually just did just did another one. Nice. They're great. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been meaning to do one for like 
10 years now, ever since I got into meditating and I've been yeah. like a daily meditator for seven of those years and have wow. still never found my way to a retreat center. Oh man, well you would love I, it. Then. 24 hours away is like yeah. too much for me. Um, <laughs> totally. I, what, yeah. did, when is the vote done? Has the vote happened? Mm-hmm. I think we're waiting on the final contributor to cast her vote, but she, uh, I think the it's already settled such that like her vote can't sway the outcome. Totally. And, what, and it's, so it's, they voted in favor of the, the 24 hour. Uh-huh. Tech yeah. And so maybe I'll just, yeah, maybe I'll just meditate for that. Yeah. <laughs> and and how many people do you have so far? So how many people voted? Uh, right now it is seven. And then nice. yeah. how are they voting? What is the mechanism? Is it a... Uh, at present, it's just uh, we've got a Telegram chat nice. of all the contributors. Yeah, and yeah. It's a poll in there because nice. that's one of those things where like to set up a snapshot. Yeah, and right. like it seems a little overkill. Seven people yeah. like... That's where Web three is overkill and like yeah. solving problems that don't exist. Um, totally. Once it gets to a greater scale, like um, that's going to happen. And I'm like working on the contracts now and stuff. Um, but yeah, at, at present, a Telegram poll is what made most more sense. than Absolutely. more than uh, yeah. more than enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I, I love thinking of how many like hilariously large decisions in web three have been made like as a result of a telegram or discord poll um because yes. almost certainly emoji emoji consensus yes emoji consensus <laughs> has almost certainly moved like maybe billions of dollars billions like, yeah. yeah billions <laughs> it's it's kind of hilarious as mm-hmm. as matt is fond of saying a little bit of trust goes a long way to make things easier oh it does yeah it's true though like that's what i was saying earlier like with the the removal of friction like just removing a little bit of friction like changes mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Like making a task like even if like these technologies don't create something wholly new, which they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but for many of the tasks where they just like make an interaction a little bit smoother, like yeah. they make pavements move faster. Like totally. that seamlessness. Yeah. Like that changes everything. Totally. It it enables a whole new world yeah. of possibilities. I think um the Zora people um, described it as like just a fundamentally better digital primitive, uh, at least NFTs specifically. Mm. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all it is. It's just better. And given enough time, the friction will be such that it's like, why not use blockchain payments to send money here and there? Why not use an NFT to track this event ticket? Um, like that kind of thing. And everything sort of, you know, NFTs sort of eat the world in that way. Mm-hmm. is my thought the irony of it is that i've been having to interact a good deal with like our legacy financial system recently yeah um, due to be. my desire to get involved in web3 like it's yeah. required me moving some money around and whatnot mm-hmm. and that very act has showed me <laughs> how messed up that financial legacy yes. system is because it's yes. like i have to like start moving money like 10 days in advance yeah. if i want yeah. it somewhere and it's like, it's miserable. Like, yeah. and then contrasting that with the rapidity of, at which money moves in this environment. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, this makes sense why this is like changing the game here. No, totally. It's like, well, as soon as you interface with banks with like a fresh mind, you're like, oh shit, it never had to be like this. It's like, oh my God, where yeah. did we go wrong? It's, it's mm-hmm. unrecognizable. Uh, what, Jonathan. what was the, what was the thing where, what was the moment where you had this idea and then mm-hmm. where, where was, what, what precipitated, I guess, the lightning bulb, the lightning bulb, the light bulb, lightning bolt <laughs> moment <laughs> where you were like, oh, NFTs, like, like what was your, mm. expo- what was your exposure to NFTs? What was your entry point? And yeah. then 
was it was something in that the thing that that spurred the nft part of it i briefly want to just say i want to bookmark something to chat about later because mm -hmm. it just occurred to me that i i totally glossed over like a massive piece of the conceptual foundation of the project oh. from like the philosophical perspective let's not definitely from, like, talk the about that yeah technical performative part totally um, totally matt you and i have chatted about it okay but, sweet um yes to answer your question jonathan um so this was like december as I mentioned, being embarrassed about like the non-crypto provenance of the project, I'm even more embarrassed about like my crypto history, <laughs> which is that I, so I like when like the Bitcoin white paper and stuff first came out, I was in high school and I, it had like drawn a bit of my interest back then. And I, I had always like charted crypto through that time, but I had like never bought any. Um, and then at some point during late high school or college or something like that. I think I had gotten like a little uh little smattering of Bitcoin to engage in dark web purchases. Nice. But otherwise I had never bought crypto until last November. That was like definitely, you know, a point of insecurity for me. But when it when it happened, it like really happened and I went all in. Um so I had as I referenced earlier, like I didn't really have a, a tech world connection up until last year when I uh, I joined this fellowship uh, through this company called On Deck. I don't know if mm -hmm. either of you guys have heard of them, but they do fellowships for like various tech roles and have kind of involved to this like evolved into this like YC ecosystem type thing where they have all these different fellowships, like one for marketing, one for chiefs of staff that all then feed into their accelerator companies. Mm -hmm. um, but so the one I was in was just kind of like ambiguously for young people in tech without like a specific role or anything like that. And cool. so it was kind of like college 2.0 yeah. for young people who want to do cool stuff in the tech world, but they don't know what yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was really awesome for me. Like I made a lot of really good friends in the space. Uh, shout out on deck for that. They've actually changed the, the program since then. So bring it back, y'all. We all loved it. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I just met like some people who are very aligned in like terms of goals and like energy and things like that through that program. Um, and so I started hanging out with them a good deal over like last fall period. Um, and a good chunk of them were more and more entering the web three space. Right. And one particular weekend when we we're hanging out actually in Brooklyn at, uh, we had gone to an Evan Gia concert at uh elsewhere evan g is dope check her out if if you haven't heard her music nice. um cool like dance pop artist and we were hanging out at a bar afterwards and one of my friends from the program was just like telling me about his experience in the space and just sharing this like energy with me and uh really selling me on on getting involved um actually from like an engineering perspective mm -hmm. he was like mm -hmm. telling me that i should like so my experience is in like a react stack like uh react react native node.js javascript all that jazz um in order to build enlighten and he was pitching me that like learning solidity wouldn't be too far of a jump for that and i should get in and um uh, it's just like really fast growing space and whatnot so i checked it out ended up getting involved not in that capacity but like mm -hmm. working with some DAOs as a writer for them nice um doing like marketing and communication oh, stuff cool. helping with documentation things like that. Can you say yeah. which DAOs um, just out of curiosity? The Lord's work. Yeah, sure. Um, 
so the primary one was it was originally known as Rome Dow. Um, it's now ref- called Houses of Rome. They had kind of ridden uh, the like Ohm Fork wave. Um, I was just but wondering what happened. Really, to like Ohm, what Ohm and Ohm Forks? Yeah, yeah. I have not checked in with Ohm in a minute, but <laughs> most of them went kaput. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rome, Rome is like a really solid company, and mm. no financial advice, blah blah blah, all that stuff. <laughs> um, but like, I've gotten to know their team pretty well and believe in what they're doing. Um, at least since the last time I checked in on it in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my friends was an engineer there. So I got in the mix with them. They're building, so it's now called Houses of Rome, as I said, and they're building like a crypto metaverse type game where it's like a Roman themed strategy RPG thing, but you use like their cryptocurrency to like, you like stake their currency to commit like soldiers to a battle mm. or something like that. Um, and then you can earn NFTs um, for different conquests and things like that. And so they, they're building this whole secondary market to trade NFT, NFTs. And then they're working with Remark, um, which allows you to like compose NFTs like Legos. And so your character in the game is its own NFT. And you can totally. like piece that together with a sword and a helmet, which are also NFTs, but can compose a greater NFT. Um, right. And you can then like trade those on secondary. It was a pretty interesting thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a couple others that I was working with um, I won't won't go into those. Some totally. some have kind of fallen fallen off the rails, um, <laughs> and I I saw pretty early on that a couple were like not going to be the thing, and so I like quietly stepped away from those. Um, all that is to say, like I was just spending every day yeah. from like the moment I got up till I went to bed, basically just like learning about this space because yeah. it was all so foreign to me, yeah. and I had so much to learn, and I was just like obsessively trying to figure out everything I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and so of course, it's like down the rabbit hole, yes, that is the term for it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was never really like an NFT thing for me. Yeah. Uh, I was, I never really got like super deep into the NFT world, but of course, like Shlomes was kind of doing his thing at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like fountain, I think had recently gone up for auction maybe, or I had first heard of him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so just all of these concepts had, had steeped in my mind. And then like, one day early december it that that lightning that lightning bulb that light rod that lightning yeah whatever you want to call it um that went off in my mind uh and i can't remember like like what in that moment precipitated it but i know that i was just being sitting here in my apartment and stewing in the in the the crypto yeah when you do that with a thing yeah Yeah. like good things tend to happen i think when you Mm -hmm. just get obsessed with something like those connections start being made like underneath the surface and it just like clicked with me. And I was like, I need to go for a walk and just like walked and thought and like wrote out notes on my phone. Um, and yeah, a lot of the original concept hit then. And then, uh, (laughs) I originally wanted to just go down. uh, This was like during art Basel Miami. And I wanted to just like go down to Miami and like launch the project then and like make it live. And then like on second thought, I decided like, to really give this some time, let it mm-hmm. marinate, mm-hmm. Um, figure out the precise dynamics of the project. And so it took a few months to really piece together. And I'm really glad I did that because I feel like through this whole process, like I've discovered so many other layers to it that I kind of felt like they were placed there for me to discover, mm-hmm. but uh, I like wasn't even aware of at the time. And whether that's just like 
they were residing in my subconscious and the process of uh, sitting with them allowed them to come to the surface or um, whether that's just like, I don't know, me making fantasies in my mind or if there's some metaphysical reality underlying that, I don't quite know. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, well, so do you want it, it really developed. And that's a good transition though, yeah, to your, right. to the, to the bigger philosophical the thing that, that you, you missed that you left yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first piece that I, that I added myself to kind mm. of spark the whole thing was Genesis. Uh, yeah. In, yes. The Genesis <laughs> piece. Exactly. Uh, in quotes, uh, kind of written like right across the thigh and like big ish letters for people to see, uh, is the statement like this is good material. And mm. so that in addition to the idea of like the duality between the material and the immaterial is, um, from whence the project name derives uh the idea being that when i when i made the genes and had been thinking about like how they're a patchwork of the people and experiences i've come across i've been thinking a lot about the idea of taking life's experiences um the good the bad the ugly the beautiful all those sorts of things and the process of using them as material for um, either forming meaning in our lives or for the creative endeavor, for motivation, for gaining perspective, whatever that might be. Um, and I had been reflecting on like how in recent years I had come to do that like quite a lot. And that had kind of become like my primary mode of meaning making, um, where I would take things that happened to me and look at them as like, like, you know, if they were hard things to, to grapple with, like being able to, in the moment, view them as things that would like one day make for a good chapter in a memoir or something like that, um, was able to help provide me greater acceptance of those sorts of things. So that idea had been on my mind a lot. I liked your description and your write up about it. You know, it strikes me as sort of like a, you know, like a, like oh, a, you read it. Sweet. yeah, like a coping mechanism almost like just a way to like, yeah. A, a, a framework to, to 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 put around life to make it more bearable, you know, to make life, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. livable in this world that we live in of like, you yeah. know, something happens and you're like, well, shit, this is good material. This is some, this is some A plus material right now that's happening to me. Yeah. You know, this is going to be good grist for the mill. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I really I think, like that framing a lot. I think it's interesting lot. that like, um, Thank you. Yeah. Like, I really like how comedians, I think, kind of almost mm-hmm. live by yes, that yes, credo. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah. And and what that says about, like, the phrase in general is that, like, the people who, like, laugh the most and make others laugh, like, part of the way that they're able to do that is through this mindset. Yeah. And, and so it's, like, a way of shifting our viewpoint on life. But, and this was, like, the reason for the quotes around the statement and, um, and, kind of like the the important piece to like finish the conceptual foundation of the project is that uh, I, I was also examining how that tendency to use material can have a perverse nature to it, mm. where uh, as, as at least in my case, like using material and creating like an aesthetic life that served to write a good memoir, mm-hmm. um, as I was doing that, like I felt like maybe in some instances I was intentionally constructing my life such that it would make for a good memoir, which is like a subtle shift there 
where totally. instead of taking these things that are happening to me and framing them in a new way to be at peace with them, I was making things happen that maybe weren't as good for me. And with, with the recognition that, that they would one day like make for a good story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, and so it's the difference between watching a, it's the difference between watching a sunset and like, and like filming the sunset with your phone or whatever. Almost. It's like, mm. it's like, it's like, uh, but, or going out, going out to see the sunset just so you can capture yes. it. Right, right, yes. right. Or, or I think even more true to the experience that I'm feeling here is like going to see the sunset because it's the kind of thing uh, someone in the movie of your life would do. It's <laughs> would something do. the main character <laughs> would do is go do, yeah. sit on a bench and look at the sunset. And so I'm going to go do that now. Like I've, I've definitely had those. For uh, sure. I've had that perspective before. For yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 And I think it's I think it's characteristic of the age we live in, and like this isn't necessarily mm-hmm. a critique of it. This is just like observation, an examination yeah. of it. But like yeah. our lives, because they are so much more recorded than they ever have been, mm. are more performative than than ever before. Yeah, like, the, so many the of our moments of are is never not felt. Yeah, yeah, and so like whether we like it or not, we are living a story for someone else. Mm. And that inevitably is going to lead us to like have this more performative uh, nature to our lives and, and try and live for a greater story. I definitely uh, think and, in tweets occasion, like pretty often. <laughs> totally. You know, yeah. yeah. Where my That's thoughts like comedian are, brain. Where yeah. my, yeah, my thoughts like formulate themselves into a tweet ver- versus just like anything else. That's um, really quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's <laughs> a great relate. point. The, the like innate recording of all the stuff that's happening, even if it's not, you know, audio visual, it's text and metadata and all of this, whether it's a performance for other people or just uh, a machine, um, like it's, yeah. it's still on some level, this idea of perception and performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like trying to like, and I don't necessarily like, that's the thing is I don't, I don't have the answers here. Like, I'm not certain that it's a bad thing to like live life to create a good memoir. Like, uh, like maybe living life in an aesthetic mode is like an ultimately fulfilling mode of being. Um, Mm -hmm. and so these genes are kind of a living question to explore that idea where, because through them, I'm <laughs> creating a lot of these experiences. You, you get to try I'm, on that I'm, lifestyle. Like you're trying on a pair of exactly. jeans. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Um, I love that. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. And yeah. So it's like the, the project itself is like an instance of this like creation of material mm-hmm. and seeing what we do with that material and whether it can lead to like more, nefarious ends or whatever the word might be um Mm -hmm. and yeah so really at its core like the project is a question and me trying to live that question and explore the answers to it through the acts of connection and meaningful experiences um and through that like asking the bigger question of like what's meaningful in life how are we to live like what is divine what's sacred to us and how can we participate in that? And so when I had bookmarked the note on mysticism, um, there's a tie in there, um, especially with like some of the art historical references that I lean on, like Mm. with like the work of um, Eve Klein or Mm -hmm. Yayoi Kusama or Mm -hmm. Laurie Anderson, people like that, um, where 
as I go about exploring this question and trying to figure out what is divine, I, I feel like I'm calling on, on those references and, and looking to the ways that they've explored these questions and, and trying to do so myself. And what a good material to do it with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you guys hung out together... I just want to say... Yeah. I just want to say that you are not the first to just lay on layers and layers oh, of Oh, yeah. Oh, oh and I Matt, well, let, if we let him go, don't encourage him, because if we let oh, him yeah. go... Oh, we'll yeah. We're holding back right now. We're, yeah. uh... He, he'll, yeah. He'll, uh, what you see is... A friend, uh... <laughs> A friend, like, the other day dropped one where he's like, yeah, man, like, just very casually. He's like, yeah, re- dude, really can't wait to see how this all unfolds. <laughs> I was like, ah. That was a pretty good one. Oh. Uh, pretty he good. Was, I like he that. was so proud of that. Yeah. So, well, I'm already thinking of titles yeah. for the episode, and oh, I think yeah. they they involve, like, you know, a sequence of art in my genes or, um, you know, immata- immateriality is in my genes, like oh, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, expect something clever. Please text me as ideas come up. Yeah. So when you guys, you you guys, we got to wrap up here in a second, but yes. I'm curious, when you guys hung out in mm-hmm. person, Kevin, did you scan yeah. Matt's hand? Did you do this? Did you do the hand thing? Dude. Did no. we not? I was, oh. I was thinking about this last night. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh, no. I was like. I, I can't believe like, we did. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to we... well, hang out again. Okay, yeah. well then the next time you hang out, because this is like. I would say the closest uh, sister compar- project, yeah, you know, compatible. cousins. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of yeah. like, so no, that's totally. That is why Matt and I got in touch. Right. Yes. Because yes. I was telling a friend about this. And they were this like, is actually yeah. a kind of fun story. Yeah. yeah. I was telling at, at, out at a bar at East Denver. Yeah. I was telling nice. a friend about this. And he's like, dude, this sounds like that one of the many Matt's. <laughs> Have you heard of that? And I was like, no, like, no clue. That's perfect. And then he's like, oh, like, you should like I don't know. You should get in touch with him or something. And then he runs into Matt at a party later that night. Yes, yes. Chills Matt the project. Yes. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, and in my memory, I have this like fragment of an experience of someone who I vaguely know being like jeans NFT, and I'm like, yeah, sounds cool. And that's <laughs> yeah, the yeah, that's the yeah, extent, that's of, extent that. of that. And then yeah. we connect on Twitter and um, yeah, we go to the coffee yeah. shop and just chat Rest for a while history. and forget to scan the hand yeah, yeah i was i was thinking about it last night and i was just like i was kind of embarrassed like that was you know yeah. that's kind of like the thing to do yeah. <laughs> when i meet you i felt like i felt like it's almost disrespectful <laughs> um but i, I, I think it was people... just like our conversation was so compelling that i was totally well, and now, yeah we and were now, nonstop. and now you have this kind of almost like barter exchange system that right, you can totally do where yeah. Minta Mint yeah. one of the many mats and then and then uh, mm-hmm. and then and holding it the, hostage. Matt Mint's a piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely have Absolutely. people who uh, I have differing um, perspectives on whether people find it like respectful or not to ask to scan my hand. Where they're like, yeah, can I? Some people are like, yeah, yeah, yo, can I do the thing? And other people are like, is it weird if I ask? Can I scan your hand? And I'm like, no, yeah. that's my bit. Yeah. Like, just yeah. do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's your bit. Uh, yeah. So, Kevin. How, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to say, how um, how do people find this, get involved? How do you want people? Is it a perce- Do you want people to perceive it? Do you want people to engage with it? How? Yeah, do you want people to what, come up where? to you and be like, can I write on your yeah. jeep? Yeah. I guess is yeah. the, I guess is the um, question. Well, you have to propose it to them, no? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is like... There's a, there's a consent thing here. It's going to be interesting to watch it unfold because yeah. to date, it's been Unfold. me 
telling people about it who didn't know about it prior. Thank totally. you. I heard. Um, yes. Don't worry. You are no, recognized. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> just just put a, putting a pin in that. Uh, yeah. That's, that's related. Yeah. How did I not do that? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm just needling oh, y'all. Oh, no. All right. No, this was a fun story. I mean, a bit of a yarn, but okay. Now we're just getting into fabrics and all right. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna into go off. I'm, of, you off. I'm yeah. into going off right now. <laughs> <laughs> into going off. Oh my god. Yes. That's, that's too far. Yeah. Oh my god. I okay. told you if you I'll, let him go, um, he will never stop. What's it? Buttoning up now? Fuck it. Okay. I'll zip it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm actually done. I'm actually That done. was like a true involuntary <laughs> <laughs> for me. Oh my god. Jesus. All right. Oh. Enough. Um <laughs> What was the question? Yeah, it's about oh, like, yeah, people. it's about like if people want to because I, yeah. I what I find is like when when I, you know when Matt first unveiled the hand thing, you know we had yet to meet in person. I had so much FOMO about like oh I you know and now I feel the same way about the jeans. Now I'm like oh I really gotta do the jeans. I'm doing the jeans so bad, you know. So <laughs> so the question is for those and I and the problem is or the problem or the solution or the whatever mm. it is of digitally rare listeners is like you know we have about 300 listeners now and every single one of them is the kind of Number person who's gonna up. be like every single person is gonna be like i want to mint the jeans like please how mm-hmm. do i mint the jeans so what awesome how do yeah. we how do we imagine i welcome that how do we imagine that going like like yeah i i'm not able to fully imagine yeah. and it's very much just like we're gonna see how this thing Sweet. goes like as i mentioned it's it's a living experiment and it's going to be interesting, but I, I, I want it to genuinely be based in the idea of like authentic connection Mm -hmm. between me and the people I engage with and, uh, human interaction and experiences shared together and memories made. So I like, I'm, if you see me, if you are familiar with the genes, like, please come say, Hey, I'd love to chat with you. Um, it's not in your best interest if you're looking to get on the jeans to ask about getting on the jeans. <laughs> I, I, that's just like... Right. It's like asking force, to go you know? backstage like, or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I tweeted out like the first rule of getting on the yeah, jeans is that you don't ask about, about getting jeans. on the jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you can like you can talk about them. Yeah. Um, but just don't like just don't like beg me. Like yeah. don't be that easy. Like play a little hard to get. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I want people like, like the whole idea is to, to drive interaction and like explore like different modes of human connection. Um, so if you see me out and about, or if I'm, I'm doing like, uh, this is, I'm biting my tongue here. Um, because there are things to be revealed mm. that I have not revealed yet that I think mm-hmm. are going to have some bring some really interesting dynamics into play um, feel free to drop the alpha or not but, it's up to you we don't pressure the alpha. no i i can't yet i'm i that's fine i will drop it to you guys when it is ready okay um, nice. you guys want to do another chat or Exclusive. you want me to just text you alpha whatever it may be <laughs> yeah, yeah, um yeah. but the what i will say is like right now i'm i'm doing some things where like i uh i try and create interesting contexts for connection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that result in new pieces being added to the genes and that makes sense. so at, at the moment there's an open game of manhunt for me where uh, huh. you can come up and ask to be on the genes because i have announced if you find me on the streets of 
whatever city I happen mm-hmm, to be in, mm-hmm. like the first person to do that is going to get to add their piece mm-hmm. then and there and mint That's their really NFT and be added to the DAO. Yep. So yep. Uh, what I'm on, on the fence about doing right now, uh, I announced on Twitter yesterday, but it hasn't reached the threshold of likes that I requested in order to, to, like a uh, to do this. But yeah. I said, well, I said, if this gets, uh, X number of likes, I will walk the streets of Manhattan for eight hours. And the first person to find me will get to add their piece. Um, And what I hadn't provided yet were more details, like every hour on the hour or something like that. I'm going to tweet out, uh, or the plan is to have anyone participating tweet at me their coordinates, and I will tweet a response of how far I am from them. Um, so let's say you tweet like some coordinates that are in West Village and I tweet that I'm 0.6 miles away. They know that I'm within a 0.6 mile radius of them. Totally. And from that moment, I then I'm planning to bring chalk with me and draw a circle around myself. And for those next 30 minutes, I'm not allowed to leave. The <laughs> so yeah, they get to fun. scour that radius. That's right. Fun. They get a yeah. chance. For those 30 minutes. And then once the 30 minutes is up, I get another 30 minutes that's to try fun. and relocate. That's and fun. then they'll again tweet their coordinates. That's really and on fun. We go. It's like an ARG game. Yeah, that's really um, fun. Yeah, so, uh, and that is like, it's exploring how how we might connect in that, like, I'm finding the people who really are compelled by a project like yes. this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. drawing, drawing them to me. And no, so, totally. like, these are the kinds of people with whom I might, like, share something and really like find interesting and, and want yeah. to talk with. No, totally. Um, so for all of you guys out there listening, like I would love for you all to participate in those sorts of conceptual hijinks as Matt would call it. Yeah. Um, but there is, yeah, that's, that's definitely that's, a hijink. Yeah. That's really that's good. Super as of now, that is like the sense in which I want, like I'd love for people to be uh, coming together and engaging with this. And as I, alluded to there will be more to come nice and you are kev underscore ash on twitter for people who want to find oh yeah kev underscore ash go follow him along i just i just retweeted the the thing yeah likewise to get 50 oh boy so trying to that might be the catalyst we're we're gonna try yeah yeah. i mean i'm not an influencer or anything (laughs) but (laughs) um so to end with the question we all we're we're ending with lately which is Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. if you've meant if you've I don't know if you yes. if you mint any NFTs at this point in your NFT journey, but if you do, uh, anything mm-hmm. interesting that you've minted lately? Yeah, so I still actually pay like relatively little attention to what's going on in most of the NFT world. The one NFT that I've minted is just like a little like demo project that a friend had up and oh, running. Okay. Um, nice. I I do like pay attention just for the sake of like paying a little bit of attention, but actually I largely try and stay off Twitter for the most part, and like I I limit myself to thirty minutes of uh, social media time per day, so like mm-hmm. you can only keep up to a certain extent. Um, but so I haven't like minted anything that I find really compelling. But uh, a few things on my radar, actually, I think Matt's aleatoric project is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, when he told me about that, I was like, oh, this is like, like really conceptually interesting. And for those who don't know, he's a sleep talker <laughs> like myself. Nice. He records his sleep talking. It then transcribes the sleep talk and permissionlessly passes it to an AI text to art generator and then mints it as an NFT. Um, and yep. so it's like 
the subconscious directly creating art. It's got a very like Dali surrealist type mm. influence. I don't even know if that was like a conscious. No. See, it's all subconscious. Even the history of the project is subconscious. Literally. Yeah, I, um, I love that. But yeah, like <laughs> Dali used to like fall half asleep. And then, and then when he would like, he would hold, I think like a pen in his hand wow. and then, or like a bell or something like that. And as he's like drifting off, his hands lax and it falls out of his hands, wakes him up. And then he takes like whatever that hypnagogic imagery that he was experiencing yes. as he was falling asleep and use that as fodder for art Got as material. I mean, um, that's like, it's like Matt, draw, a direct, using... draw a direct line just yeah. between that and Matt. Yeah, yeah, Matt, you're honestly like taking that to yeah. its like wow. most complete fruition yeah. in a way that like yeah. crypto he, has really enabled. Uh, like you can wow. do this all permissionlessly. You know, really Dali cool. would have like, just like Dali would have, what would have, died to have the technology that you're using you know yeah the ability to easily record your your talking and like everything right and there's an ai that filters out like snoring and identifies the talking yeah and the best part is i get a good night's sleep and dali definitely (laughs) didn't yeah yeah and and these like these are garnering some interest too Mm -hmm. like yeah that's some some yeah i mean i've got some really good feedback you know people like it um i think the set of people who collect aleatoric is a very interesting set of people mm-hmm. um and i i want to make more like inroads into like just the art world more largely mm-hmm. but i don't like you were saying like you didn't have any yeah. connections to tech i i didn't have any i don't really have any connections to the art world so um somebody will come knocking yeah. Let's work yeah. on it. Somebody will I mean, come you and I in. will find some people. The project continues. I mean, it's not, it doesn't <laughs> it's stop not going anytime anywhere. soon. Yeah. 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 The, um, uh, that's yeah. actually a good short question for the genes is what is the end? Um, when do you yes, decide yes. What is the they end? are done? Uh, which is, you know, the eternal yeah. question of any artist. When do you stop with the, the yeah. craft? So there's a number okay. uh, that exists in my head Nice. of how many pieces it will be until I decide that the canvas has filled and it's time for the project to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be announcing that number yet. I'm not That's sure so if I'm yeah. going mm-hmm. to announce it mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. before I just cut yeah. it off. Um, but we'll that's interesting there, that there's a number. There's, yeah. I think that alone is like satisfies my curiosity. And when I do have one, and, um, yeah. but I'm also, I'm open to like questioning that totally. as time goes on and potentially leaving things to the judgment of mm. the DAO that controls the canvas. True. That's and, that, yeah. Could that's a that. possibility. And at the end the idea is to sell the genes. The genes do the genes leave yeah, you? Yeah. So I yeah, so let me clarify the mechanics here. Mm-hmm. This is actually um this this is a little tricky. So every everyone who contributes an NFT or a piece to the genes gets their NFT. Mm-hmm. Um there is going to be an auction and the genes will go up for auction alongside a uh, capstone NFT, mm-hmm. uh, which will be of the genes in that final state. Right. Mm-hmm. What I'm also going to do, the plan is to have all of those NFTs be part of the auction as well. So it's a series thing. Mm. Um, because I think auctions in this space, at least thus far, have been a lot more interesting when we're engaging with series of pieces. Totally. Um, there's more to go around. I want more people to be able to mm-hmm. engage with this project. I don't, I don't want just like one big oh. whale, like holding on to this thing. Yeah. I want it, I want it to maintain like that constellational nature where a community is involved in mm-hmm. the ownership of the project. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm giving all the contributors these NFTs. Mm-hmm. Like it's not my right to just take them back. Mm-hmm. So they will have the option to hold on to it. 
but I will offer them an auction token in exchange um, where they can trade in the NFT um, and give it to the auction in exchange for this auction token. Mm. And then the auction token, uh, once the auction is concluded, they'll be able to burn for their auction proceeds. Totally. Um, so the hope is that they are like strongly incentivized to participate. And we provide this vehicle where like, it's probably, you know, uh, it's one, like just most authentic to the project for like us all to be going in on this together. Um, and like doing this collaboratively. Um, and then the way resale revenue splits and stuff are going to work are going to be organized in order to incentivize, um, them to, to, uh to do that as well um so like the split is going to be um 50 50 between myself and the contributors and then split evenly among all the contributors and that will be the case whether they participate in the auction or not Mm. um so the idea is that uh they're then incentivized to hop in on this auction because we're stronger together all of these pieces like will serve to to do better and feed off one one another it's like mm-hmm. uh be more uh profitable or whatever totally the term you want to use is yeah, um, bigger pie kind and, of and but yeah. like i also think it's fun and interesting that like people will have the option to hold on to yeah. it maybe as just like a personal memento mm-hmm. maybe they want to go and try and like sell this nft themselves mm-hmm. um and think that they can do better like totally. let's say um a an artist with some renown uh, right. is one of the contributors they right. may think that doing it on their own right. will um result in a bigger sale than it would right. through the context of the auction right. totally. but the countervailing pressure there is that the the, the community proceeds would... split is still the same right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the community will still profit from right. That. right um so no one can just like make a completely selfish play right. um but yeah that's really quite that's, fun i like the i like the novel how it's gonna work like thinking around auctioning and especially around series. I think that's something that um, is still yet underexplored is, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking yeah. about like, like Shlomes did the car auction. You have a numbered mm-hmm. series and because basically the, um, the way that auction mechanics, the most popular, we could do a whole podcast episode on this. I won't we go into will it, but like, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm really yeah. excited for, uh, you know, these sorts of auction mechanics that are, you know, have various properties like, uh, tending towards like a series and finding a nice, you know, mm-hmm. price distribution across each edition. Yeah. And I, I really want to talk with you more about this like, totally. as, as yeah. that time nears. Um, yeah. So that like, because I think there's a lot of interesting content to, to delve into on that. You front. might consider mm-hmm. like they, they, they hand over their, their, their NFT, they get this token, they burn the token in exchange for some of the revenue you might exchange you might consider like when they when they burn the token they're also eligible to mint some kind of commemorative nft that right. still lives i used to call this wallet. like ghost tokens the right ghost it's like tokens. i because yeah. exactly. you you want to keep that memorabilia mm-hmm. aspect but not any of the mm-hmm. like external value you and so you have this like like a po app a but, po app right yeah it's yep. just a oh yeah so this price, is like literally priceless. You guys know you guys are yeah. <laughs> are are right there. Um, this is like something I've been thinking about more and more recently. Totally. Um, also, yeah. as you had mentioned earlier, like with the idea of writing narratives for each of these pieces and whatnot, I'm thinking of how I can because I, I want people to still like be able 
like it's cool for them to to capture the value from the project but like i do hope that they take something like immaterial with them in in this like form of, of like memory keeping and whatnot and so i've been thinking of how to create mementos and like build a little time capsule of uh little uh digital memories and trinkets from our shared experiences together that that represent um what they had even even if they let go of the nft um so yeah you guys you guys are right right on in, in thinking along these lines and i'm still exactly uh still trying to plan out the exact details of what that's going to look like but, totally and uh, the last would love to hear any continued thoughts you guys have on question it question i have is yes in the vein of materiality and immateriality are the genes themselves moving are they they are part of the auction mm -hmm. yeah yeah they well, go the to the they canvas. go to the person who wins the auction gotcha yeah, are you gonna physical are you gonna um you gonna mount wow. them in some way are you gonna are you thinking about that are they gonna be presented in some way yeah yeah are you yeah, gonna get so like I a, have, uh, a paper mache of your own legs so or, that they fit correctly? <laughs> or or um like resin, like you put them in resin or something, oh, and then they like yeah, stand up before. on a stand yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't know. Ooh, in resin's an interesting. You know what I mean? Like like that down. clear uh, resin that yes. would make it really hard or whatever, and then yes, I always yeah. see that on TikTok. Yeah, but you've also got me thinking of like like of like flies uh Ooh. or like dragonflies uh -huh. preserved in amber yes 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 like yeah, 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 yeah. Right. period or whatever right. like yes, yes. that thought is going through my mind now yes. as well yes. um, yeah. but yeah as of now like i have uh a mannequin that i a mannequin bottom that i do like the the, the posing, posing work on and yeah. things like that and uh i've done like we've done some photography series for the project um you can see the mannequin there uh but that that in and of itself, like you'd be, I don't know if you guys have ever bought mannequins before, but like the mannequin vendor space is an interesting <laughs> world. Mm. <laughs> Highly recommend. It's yeah, it's filled with some interesting players. So that's that's a story for another day. But like the process of getting the <laughs> mannequin and the adventures I've had with that, wow. uh, along with the jeans so far, have actually been quite interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> It's a really small space. Of course it the is. The two major players in the D.C. There are only two major mannequin players in the Washington, D.C. area. And they are yeah. uh, they're like a family of Turkish cousins. <laughs> um, yeah. They, oh, my um, God. Yeah. Shout out yeah to and I had no wars. idea. I was like going back and forth between them. And then one of the guys was wow. like, yeah, like we like were a duopoly, talking to our competitors like... the other day. Like we're actually our cousins. And I was like, wait, what? I was just at their store. <laughs> um of course it is. Of course it is. But yeah, like the the owners and like the clientele you see at these places and just like physical locations. It's all pretty interesting. That's and like really there's funny. some some funny stories about like like big like people renting mannequins from them and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but like I said, we'll have to save that for another time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long way of answering your question of yeah. what I find the extras, interesting and it's the, the, uh, the project two B sides. Of our very own Matt here. Um and I'm also interested to see where uh, Obelisk goes. I guess I, I haven't like, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Super excited for Obelisk. <laughs> Wouldn't know Shlums. anything about that. Um, not not Shlomes. Very curious. But um, yeah, very excited for uh, for Obelisk. I'm so hyped. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Matt, have you minted anything cool recently? Yeah. What did I literally just mint? Oh, um, nice. because of our episode, uh, Peacefall, 
Um, I grabbed two Peace Vault characters and set them up to battle, and I actually get to check that, I think, later today, like in an hour or something. Is the battling happening yeah, yeah, today? Yeah, I, I queued mm. up my... Follow, real-time follow-up on uh, yeah. Peace Vault here. So I'm excited for that. That was our um, last our episode that isn't out yet. but yeah. Also, I'm a collector... Um, oh my god, they've happened! Wait a minute, can we? Can oh, we, do I get to? Yeah, okay, end, all right. Can we end this episode? Yeah, let me go check with my, our my uh, thing revealing here. the results. Of, oh, yeah. This is so cool looking. I'm gonna. So here, not. I'm gonna share my screen with you, Kevin, so you can understand what we're talking about. Um, so in our last episode, we talked with my buddy Cameron, who made this uh, project called Peacefall. It's the art. The art is by um, the guy who made the art for Double Dragon. If you remember that game from from the original Nintendo, before mm-hmm. my my gaming days, and before okay. your gaming days, and you you there's a sort of super rock paper scissors mechanic that happens. Is this live? What and we're so watching right now? You set up your guys and oh the mute. Ooh, I won one. You won, won again. I, wow. I won the first one. I lost my first one. I maybe you two are fighting each other. I won my second one. Oh, I lost my second one. Oh, this oh, is no, tragic. Matt. I double lost three in a row. Oh, that'd be really three in funny. A row. Wait, you got three wins in a row. Oh, but you have three different characters. That's right. Oh. You so you have three characters all level one. Now. Uh, I've won four out of five. Wow. Wait, my final one. What? I won five out of five. Let's go. What is happening? I don't what know. What is happening? I just you're 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 crushing the the rock paper scissors. Now, if I remember correctly, Matt, you you can still battle. I think now in yeah, the next yeah, two yeah. rounds, even though no, yeah, totally. I'm not out. Um, which obviously, if you want the full details, go listen to our previous podcast. Yeah, go episode. listen to the last episode. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, that's well, that what I, I I guess I didn't mint it. I, I bought it on secondary, right. but that was that was something I got to play with. Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, you can follow Kevin at Kev underscore Esh on Twitter. Follow him there and, and like that tweet in case it hasn't had enough likes yet. So that, I don't know, by the time people hear oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely will be. Please uh, follow him. You can follow Matt at one of the many Matts. You can follow me at Song of Day Man. Uh, thank you once again for listening. Kevin, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having and me. And telling us about your project. And Matt. Uh, you know, here's here's where we we'll end, Matt. Matt. Oh my God, is on, it the day? Our, our, yeah. Well, our. Oh my God, what a good day! Our, our four year anniversary of podcasting together is coming up. Yeah, no, no, no it's not today. It'll be on. That'd be kind of sick. Seven seventeen, um, July seventeenth. Okay. Is our so that's like what four months from yeah. now. Yeah, that sounds and like that's a when we'll go to a season. new season. Yeah. We'll, we'll switch. We'll switch to season three, whatever that season yeah, it's, one it's was this long. Arbitrary. Was, yeah. It's arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, we're like attack anyway, on but Titan. But you have to do it just for you just have to do that the outro thing for two more for three more months or something. Oh, wait, I thought we were gonna finish today. <laughs> no. The three no. month credit phase. No, no, just three more months. Just wow. three more months. Only three more months. What's yeah, a only lifetime? Three more months. Oh, oh no, wait. I haven't actually had an idea though. Yeah. Because I had an idea for for Devin, our editor. Yeah. There's a, one of my favorite songwriters' name is Jonathan Richmond, mm-hmm. and I've played his songs on here before. Okay. Uh, last heard on the Stevie P episode where it was a song yes, called Chewing Gum Rapper. Yes. And I, I would like Devin to take us out, and I'll send Devin, I'll send you this song so you can put it in. Devin's going to send us out with a Jonathan Richmond song called My Jeans. Oh, very good. It's a song called My Jeans by Jonathan Richmond. Yeah. Shout I'll send it to you guys too, just so you can Shout listen to Devin. it because it's a great song. Totally. Yeah, J Rich, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
the great thing about this song actually is that it's it's uh it's on an out of print um you know record that mm-hmm. you literally you can't get anymore but i was such i was and remain such a jonathan richmond fan that i uh like i ebayed the tape of this wow of this thing which is which is just so i could hear this record because it was like the only one i hadn't heard or one of two that i hadn't heard so wow i'll uh i'll send this to you guys so we'll take it out matt take us out and then we're going to my jeans yeah so don't forget Mm, should I just say get jeans? Get nifty, everybody, and also uh, maybe get some jeans. Get some jeans. Yeah. Put those pants on. Put those pants on.